Good morning. This is John Murtha, and we're coming to you from 89.1 FM radio, WNZN from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in this morning on this beautiful Memorial weekend. And I'm in the station here with the owner and engineer today, Mark Ballard. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, John. How are you today? Very good. And my good friend and assistant, David Abood. Good, good morning, morning, John. Mark, good to be here. Beautiful day. And our Wanda Ewing, our usual engineer that's handling all the uh, logistics here, is in Israel, yeah. of all places. Yeah, uh, she may be calling in, we hear. All right, so that's that's uh, really mm-hmm. uh, was an unexpected kind of blessing and miracle for her to be there today. So, you know, we you think of this Memorial Weekend, it, it's quite amazing. You know, we kind of stop <clears throat> and remember the freedom we have yeah. and enjoy in this country. I mean, even to have a radio station like this and have yes. free access to the airwaves but somebody as well said that freedom isn't free and you think of all the men and women particularly you think of world war ii mm-hmm. you know and uh, what had to be what had to happen to ensure that the world basically wasn't enslaved right. you know i mean right. at the time uh nazi you know fascism was in the in the france and in the coming of oh, you know bombing england and europe and yeah but through the sacrifice of men and women that we literally gave their lives and shed their blood, we are free today. Yes. And we, and we remember yes. that, uh-huh. Memorial Weekend, and always we should do that. But on a larger scale, when you think that we are free from sin and guilt and shame mm. and judgment through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, yeah. you know, yeah. freedom yes. isn't free, <laughs> am I right? Yes. And our redemption, as Peter says, uh, did not come by the way of the blood of bulls and goats, but by the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right, John. And so I think it's yeah. really good. And uh, what a what a beautiful day out there! Too. Oh yeah, you know, just incredible. Yeah. Hey, we got a caller coming in even now. <laughs> I wonder if that's Wanda. <laughs> good morning, caller. You are on the air. What? You're loud and clear, Wanda. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Very good. Just a little update. We just uh, mentioned that you were in Israel today, but this is Wanda Ewing calling in from uh, Israel, and he's going to give us an update of all that's going on there. And it's incredible, really clear connection. So just give, tell us what's going on, on over in that part of the world. That's all right.
Well, right, right. What, Wanda, what's the what's the weather like there now? Uh, it was oh. <laughs> oh. Are you staying in Tiberias? Where you you're up by the Galilee, right? Okay. Okay. Boy, what a trip. And are you going down south to the Dead Sea or Masada? <clears throat> okay. Oh, oh. Well, great, great. Yeah. Yeah, right, 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 okay. God bless you. Okay, well, have a safe and blessed trip, Wanda, and uh, good Take to hear you. Take care, Wanda. Amazing clarity. You're, oh, yeah. You're, you're, the signal's coming. Okay, shalom. Have a good trip, safe trip, Wanda. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's amazing. It you is. Know, so far away, you can get it so clearly. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, you know, like Wanda said, if you can go to, you know, I always say there's a lot of books in the library. There's only one Bible. Yeah. There's a lot of countries in the world. There's only one Israel. It's just different. Yeah. You know, it's just a very unique <clears throat> experience. Right. Uh, to go there. And uh, so, you know, I mean, she's at where we're looking at when we look at the scriptures, you know, the script just literally yeah. in that in that part of the world, in that particular country. And what's surprising when you go there, I've been there several times, is that it's it's really not that big. It really is not that big at all. You know, get on a bus, and before you know it, you're in, from the Galilee to Jerusalem. You're there. You know, it's just like yeah. from here to Columbus or so. But um, this morning, I thought one of the things we might look at, David, is the uniqueness of the Bible and the storyline of the Bible. It's a mm-hmm. unified story. Right. It, it's 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 <clears throat> integrated in such a way, even though it's written over a period of one thousand five hundred years, right? By approximately forty authors from all walks of <clears throat> life. Yeah. From fishermen to tax collectors to kings to shepherds. Uh, yet it has a singular storyline. Yes. That's because there's ultimately just one author, and that's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. That's why it'll say in Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of, by God. Yeah, He's the divine author, so he can oversee this, this message system. Really, the Bible comes from the word biblios, which means books, or we would almost say library. Mm-hmm. It's a library. It's a collection of 66 books written in very different styles. You have history, you have parable, you have poem, um, you have commandments, um, but you also have uh, apocalyptic or revelation uh, language about prophecy, highly Mm -hmm. symbolic. But today I thought what we'd look at is the unique connection between the book of Genesis, the first book, Genesis actually means beginning, and the last book, the book of Revelation. There's an incredible uh, correspondence, and some theologians have called it uh, the bookends, the yeah, Bible exactly. bookends, because yeah. Genesis and Revelation match up together uh, mm-hmm. like a tongue and groove. Yeah. And 
why this is so important a number one it shows us god's completed story of redemption and you know creation fall recreation mm -hmm. but it also shows that it's a completed volume yeah it it, it has a period at the end it doesn't mm -hmm. have a comma and because this is a completed revelation of God contained in these 66 books, we don't need another book. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't need the Book of Mormon. We don't need the Quran. We don't need the New World Translation. We don't. We, it's completed. Yes, it, it is. It's, it's succinct. It's completed. <clears throat> Absolutely. And it's beautifully uh -huh. balanced. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, John. And, you know, until we started looking at this show, I never really looked at Genesis and Revelation as bookends to the Bible. You know, I think you used that terminology with me when we started to dive into this. And so I mentioned that to uh, my family and uh, my wife, and she she didn't see the connection either that way. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the way that some of the researchers look at it. So I, there's so much here to go through. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so maybe we should just start in that process. Yeah, well, I uh, mean, you know, you start at the very beginning. I mean, big picture, if you look at the Bible, the way it's set up, yeah. you have creation. <clears throat> right. And then you have fall. Right. You know, man yeah. falls, he mm -hmm. turns his back on God, he disobeys God, basically listens to the devil. And then you have at the end of the storyline, the redemptive storyline, is a new creation. Right. You know, you see the formation mm -hmm. of the new earth, I mean the first earth in Genesis, and the new earth in uh, Revelation. Yeah. You see the entry of sin mm -hmm. in Genesis you mm -hmm. see no more sin in Revelation. Right. So if you see if you got this idea of creation, fall. Recreation. Yes. It follows that kind of arc. Yeah. And Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 35, Scripture cannot be broken. Yes. It's seamless. Yep. And that's particularly so when you look at Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that I grabbed when I was looking at Genesis and Revelation, there's so many key contrasts between the Lord's first coming and his second mm. coming. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can touch on that a little bit later in the show. But th this is actually an exciting way to look at it. And growing up, I don't remember any priest. You know, I was in a Roman Catholic church and whatnot, but I never remember any discussion on Revelation. And I, I don't really understand why why that's the case. It's such an important book. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there's some sad things in there, mm -hmm. some things that people don't like to hear, but there's some incredibly great things mm -hmm. in there which, which which tie it all up for us. Yeah, right. Well, you, you brought up a good point, David. Uh, um, the person of Jesus Christ, you know, how he's seen in Genesis and how he's seen in Revelation. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I want you to expand. I know you made a very interesting comparative list. But if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it will say this. Maybe you have it in verse 45. Um, <clears throat> Through 48, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 through 48. Okay. Let me get that here. 45 mm -hmm. through 48. So it is written <clears throat> the first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam, a life giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. Okay. 
Here you see this very interesting connection <clears throat> between the first Adam, which is in Genesis right. yeah. when God created Adam, right. and what's called the last Adam. Yeah. Well, who's the last Adam? Jesus. It tells us. Mm -hmm. he's um, The first one was made of the earth. Remember right. God formed yeah. and fashioned man from the earth and breathed in him. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Remember right. Jesus says, I come down from above. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. Yeah. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. In mm -hmm. other words, we've now mm -hmm. inherited this. Right. Verse 49 says, yeah. as we have borne the image of the man of dust, in other words, we're Adam's children, so to speak, we shall also, what? Bear the image of the heavenly man. Think so of that. It has direct yeah. implications for us today. Isn't that incredible? So once you see first Adam, yeah. last Adam, now look right. at Romans chapter 5. Just for a minute, I just want to set this up to give you you give that contrast sure. uh, that you've developed. Yeah, sure. Look, what, yes. Look what it says in verse 12, um, 12 and 13. Romans death, chapter yeah. 5. Romans chapter 5. Right, I got it. 12 and death through Adam, life through Christ. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Mm -hmm. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Never, so, yeah. Go on. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. See the one to come? Yes. Adam, first Adam, the pattern or a type, right. the one to come, which is Jesus. <clears throat> right. So you see this comparison between yeah. first Adam, mm -hmm. last Adam, or second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. First Adam leads everybody into right. sin and fall and perdition, so to speak. Last Adam leads us into life and victory and conform to the image of God. Right. So you might want to bring out that interesting contrast you have. Do you, do you want to do that now? Yeah, sure. I think that's a good so um, th there's just, I wrote down seven key contrasts between the Lord's first coming and his second coming. I'll just read it. And this is, it starts with Genesis and then it, it uh, connects to Revelation. So in the first coming, there is a crucifixion. In the second coming, there is a coronation for Christ. In his first coming, Jesus hangs from the cross as a, as a judged criminal. In his second coming, he is enthroned for judgment. In his first coming, he endures the shame of the cross. In the second coming, Jesus shines forth in splendor. In his first coming, he comes to redeem. In his second coming, he reigns in glory. In his first coming, he is the suffering servant. In his second coming, he is the splendid sovereign. In his first coming, he is the justifier. In his second coming, he is judge. In his first coming, he is our redeemer. And in his second coming, he is our ruler. Wow. Yeah. Incredible contrast. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah, First time right. he comes in as a humble servant on Palm <clears throat> Sunday riding yeah. on a donkey. Yeah. His second coming, clouds of glory riding yes. a white stallion, it yeah. says in Revelation, in right. terms of symbology. So we see this incredible contrasting. And one of the benefits, I think, it helps us remember Scripture easily. Yeah. If you see these mm -hmm. two things. Like if you go to Genesis chapter 3, to stay on this theme of, of, of our Lord uh, and, and the first Adam, 
we know he sinned and he uh, they're naked. It says in uh, verse 7 of chapter 3 of Genesis. Then they hear the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. God is yeah. walking in the yeah. garden. God came down <laughs> just as yeah. Jesus came down from above, right? Right. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Man will always hide himself from God when he's convicted of sin. Mm. It's when he comes to God that his sin is revealed and he can deal with it. Mm -hmm. he can and he says, well, of course, he says, where are you? Um, this is the first question God asks in the Bible. Uh, and it, it, it's very significant because where are we? You know, right. everybody should ask him that, that question. Where are we today? You know, right. where are we this day yeah. spiritually or what, what is our life about? And then he said, I was afraid. There you see fear. Energy. I was naked. I hid myself. All this guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. Now, look what the Lord says. This, this is important. He says, the Lord said uh, to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go. You shall eat the dust all the days of your life. Notice, he doesn't curse man. We're going to see this. It's a very important thing. He does do that to the uh, Satan. And then he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Right. He shall bruise your mm -hmm. head mm -hmm. and you shall bruise his heel. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> when you see, he says to the woman, uh, I will greatly multiply your soul, the conception the pain you shall bring forth children, and the desire of your husband shall be unto you. He shall rule over you. So if you hold your hand here and turn to Re uh, Revelation chapter 12, right? what it brings out is this fulfillment of this, so to speak. It's like a big, big screen picture of this. Yeah, so the devil, is, is uh, his doom is announced in uh, Genesis, and it's carried out in Revelation. Yeah, well, look at Revelation yeah. 12. Right. John says... Now a great sign appeared to me in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon, with the, mm -hmm. her feet. This is Israel. I mean, that, you see that prophecy with uh, Joseph, when he, the sun and the moon and the stars are his 12 brothers, or his 11 brothers. And being with child, she cried out, there's the promised seed coming forth. And then another sign appeared in heaven, a great fiery red dragon. Well, he was a serpent yeah. in the Garden of Eden. Now he's a great dragon. You see, <laughs> yeah. but both come from that reptile yeah. kind of background. Yeah. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven, threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour a child. See, he wants to get that mm -hmm. promised seed, which is the Messiah, the Jesus. And she bore the male child who was to rule over the nations with a rod of iron. Her child was caught up to God in his throne. So here we see yeah. that thing more yes. fleshed out. Right. <clears throat> this great battle, you know, mm -hmm. particularly between the the Satan and, and his his minions, so to speak, against the seed of the woman, mm -hmm. the virgin. I mean, the seed of the woman is kind of an anomaly. But that, of course, is the virgin birth, that Jesus would come forth and he would crush. It says in 1 John, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy yes. the works of the evil mm -hmm. one. So do you see how that thing is oh, yeah. kind of completed? It's seamless. The story is seamless. Yeah. It's perfect. It's really, really yeah. beautiful. Uh -huh. See, men could not have sat down Heck no. over a period of 1,500 years. 40 different authors? What are you Can't kidding? Can't do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, grow, do you ever play this game as a kid, telephone? Yeah. Where I give oh, yeah. you a message <laughs> and you go around the room and you, you, you whisper it <laughs> and you're in the guy next to you. And we get back to the original. You hear the message. It's all different and yeah. garbled yeah. and distorted. Yeah. What do you say? Not so with the scriptures. It's complete. <laughs> right. 
It is. It's, and men could not have sat down. No way. And, and say, oh, let's put this all together, stitch this together like this. Yeah. So going back to Genesis 3, we see, number one, uh, there's pain in childbirth. But there's not going to be any more pain, it says in Revelation at the end. He says, um, <clears throat> cursed is the ground in, in verse 17 of Genesis 3. Well, the Bible says in the end of Revelation, the curse is removed. Mm -hmm. um, he says, uh, thorns and thistles will come forth. That's, you know, creation itself is now out of right. whack, out of alignment, so mm -hmm. to speak. We're going to look yeah. at that in a moment. There's a new creation mm -hmm. at the end of the book of Revelation. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. At the end of the book of Revelation, it's more garden-like. It's more paradise with fruit and trees and for the healing of nations. He says, uh, for out of it you are taken. You will return to the dust of the ground. Uh, and then uh, th there's this idea of pain and suffering and tears. All of that is removed in the book of Revelation. What's critical here, Adam and Eve covered themselves with fig leaves yes. to hide their nakedness mm -hmm. and shame. God will give them animal skins, it says. And there's the first time that something dies, okay? Right. Something dies, blood is shed. Mm -hmm. What did the animal do wrong? Nothing. The innocent dies for the guilty. Blood is shed. It's substitutionary, and it's God's plan. Mm -hmm. Man's plan was to make fig leaves and cover himself. God's plan was to kill something. And that yes. runs all the way through the scripture. You're right. All the way through yeah. the scripture. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, again, we're picking up threads here that end up later in the book of Revelation. Now, when you come to chapter 4 in Revelation, where they, they have a child, it says in chapter 4, verse 1, Cain, he's a, and, uh, he works the fields, and then his younger brother, Abel, is, notice in verse 2, he's a keeper of sheep. You see this idea, shepherd? Yes. He's a righteous shepherd. Now, <clears throat> why that's so interesting is when you go through the Bible, shepherding as an occupation mm -hmm. is a key role. Mm -hmm. You'll see this with Moses. Uh, he was on the backside in the Midian you know, as a shepherd. You see this with David as the psalmist. It'll be integrated into the Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I mm -hmm. shall not want. The shepherd, the lamb connection is very tight through the scriptures. Yeah. The lamb that was slain. Behold the lamb of God who takes away yeah. the sins of the world. Yeah. Um, and then by the time, uh, putting the blood of the lamb on the Passover mm -hmm. door, on the doors mm -hmm. so they can get out of slavery. Yeah. And then when you come to Revelation, 29 times the word lamb is used in the book of Revelation. Hmm. Why? Because it's, yeah. yeah. Because look, look what it says in, uh, where it says they come and they're going to bring an offering to God, Right. Look at verse 3 and 4 of um, Genesis chapter 4. Genesis 4. Go ahead, John. Okay. And in the process of time, it came to pass, and Cain brought an offering of fruit yeah. uh, of the ground to the Lord. Now, don't forget, the ground was cursed. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Abel also brought the firstborn, that's the best, of his flock and their fat. The Lord respected Abel and his offering. What is his flock? It's not goats. It's not. It's sheep. It says that in verse 2. Yeah. So the first offering man makes is the firstborn of a lamb. You understand? Yeah. The shedding of the yeah. lamb. Right. And again, when we come out, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That runs all oh, the way yeah, through scripture. Right. And then when you like come to three. Revelation, John gets <laughs> a revelation of the throne room. And he says, 
I beheld a lamb as it was slain. Man. You see, yeah. the shedding of blood here, that is going to be a continual kind of a theme. And if you understand the theme back here, it makes more understanding when you go through the scripture. When people don't understand this connection of scripture being a singular book, yeah. they they, re, they get confused. Right. They don't know how to rightly divide the word of truth. You know, just a couple things. Uh, the other thing, uh, when you gave your sacrifice, uh, you know, analogy, you were talking about the fact that, you know, what did the animal do wrong? Nothing. Now, you know, the animal had no control over being Jesus had a choice. Right. And he made the choice to save us, to become human flesh and to be sacrificed for us. And so we go back to the first Adam who was, and you brought this up earlier, but this is where people need to understand the connection between Jesus and Adam. Genesis 2, 4, 7, it, it shows that, you know, Adam was created, he was the first Adam, and then the second Adam is established in glory of revelation, and that's in 19. So, so that's where we connect up because the humans couldn't do it, and God knew it. The amazing thing is, the minute the sin occurred, he already had a plan. Yeah, right. To bring us back. Right. So he knew he had to push us out, mm. and then he already created the plan to bring us back. Incredible. Is it? I mean, what other kind of love do you need, folks? I mean, that's the thing I always try and tell myself is because when I think about my kids uh -huh. upsetting me. I sure as heck aren't, am not thinking of a plan to bring them back right after they upset me or do something wrong. You're, you're and right. And immediately, immediately, the only thing he said is do not touch the tree of life. You got this whole thing, the yeah. whole garden. You're, you're right. So, so anyway, that's, that's where I start to, I think that is the thing that has really changed my belief system as I start to get more and more into this, that there's a, that much of a loving God that is perfect, who doesn't need me, but still wants me, regardless of the sins I've made. That's powerful, David, yeah. that insight. And, and, and I wish that the people that had addictions, I'm going off on a bunny trail, but I'll just end it with this. When people get down that road of addictions, that's why the word of God is so important, because addictions occur because of our separation from God. We had Dr. Sang talking about that. That is so true, John. Yeah. And, and, and so that's why we need to be connected and that's the importance of our of our belief system. And that's why when you read Revelations as a follower of Christ, it's not apocalyptic. Right. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. completion. Symmetry, yeah. Right. You know, you brought out a lot of good points, David. One, that God had a plan right from the beginning. That's right. Here's what it says in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose name have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Right. So slain from the foundation of the world? Yeah. So when did he slay the Lamb from the foundation of the world? The idea being that it was in God's plan. He had already worked <clears throat> it out. Right. And he had already established a way to bring man back to himself. Now, what's interesting about um, uh, Abel, he offered up a righteous sacrifice with the shedding of the blood of the right. firstborn uh -huh. Lamb. So, too, we see that in uh, Hebrews, it'll say, though being dead, Abel's sacrifice still speaks. In what other words, the Hebrews blood. Hebrews what? What book? Uh, uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 11. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 4. Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 4. Okay, I got it here. Okay. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, 
even though he is dead. Now, there's a lot contained in there. <clears throat> yeah. Number one, he offered an excellent sacrifice. Why? It was the shedding of blood, for one thing. Right. It was lamb. Yeah. Two, his attitude was right. Three, uh, God declared him righteous. Mm -hmm. Four, uh, his 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 blood still speaks. Now, if if, if you go back in, in uh, Genesis, his blood was crying out from the ground yeah, for justice right, or right, vengeance. Right. But the second Abel or shepherd, mm -hmm. this is the first time a shepherd is mentioned in the Bible mm -hmm. with Abel. The great shepherd or the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, who says, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for my sheep. He offers up the perfect sacrifice accepted to God. He is not dead like Abel. He is alive. Yeah. And his blood speaks what? Not vengeance, justice, justice. but mercy, mercy, love. Do you understand the contrast? Yeah. Isn't that something? You know, it's a, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's open to everybody. We, that, yeah. Whomsoever will. You know, it's yeah, not like yeah. you got to know a secret code or a secret, <clears throat> you know, mysteries. And, and, all. And, and it's a shame Revelations isn't taught more. I think we discussed this on the way up. We're going to do more. We're going to really get into this a little bit with Revelations. Yes. Because I've, I've never seen, grown up, I've never seen any discussion on it when I, you know, was in the faith. Uh, so th this will be exciting. There's so much here. And it's not all bad. It's not all apocalyptic in any form once you really get into it. Yeah, well, the word apocalyptic or apocalypso in the in the in the Greek, yeah, really means unveiling. Mm -hmm. You know, like when they create a great statue mm -hmm. in the center of town or something, and they had a day when they're going to unveil it, like a trophy, like right. uh, like at the stadium when they did for uh, yeah Jim Tomey or and the oh, Chicago yeah. Bulls have <laughs> Michael Jordan. Right the day out. they unveil that is the apocalypso, is the unveiling. It's, well, really, Revelation, the Book of Revelation, is an unveiling. Of Jesus Christ. In uh -huh. other words, we're seeing him in all his glory. That's why it'll say, chapter 1 of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which gave him to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. And he said, as John, notice it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. The people think, oh, it's end time, it's, 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 it's right. wars. It's, uh -huh. There's a lot of things contained in this. We'll get into that a little bit. But more than anything, that's why I said the word lamb is used 29 times mm -hmm. in the book of Revelation. Mm, yeah. That's an important uh, uh, notice, to be noticed. Why is it like that? Well, it's it's the summation of yeah. what Jesus did. That's why in Revelation, well, when John sees Jesus... John, I just want to read one thing in Revelation 1, if I may. Sure. Uh, verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it, and take heart what is written in it because the time is near. Right, right. I mean, so it's, uh, that's why we have to know the book of Revelation. We really do. We really do. It, yeah. Like you say, there's a special, <clears throat> it's the only book that contains a special blessing, which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at it, uh -huh. um, God created the world in six days, seventh day, he rested. Seventh becomes uh, special because mm -hmm. it, in the Bible, throughout the Bible, it's completion or perfection. Revelation, the last book of the Bible, is loaded with sevens. There's seven churches, there's seven spirits, there's the seven candles, there's the seven woe judgments, mm -hmm. seven bowl judgments, mm -hmm. seven, all seven, but you would expect to find that if it was the completed book or the perfected, you know, the end of the of the God's revelation. It's like his seal. His, hey, you know. hey man, th this is the encore to the big theater performance of everything prior to this. Mm -hmm. This is it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm picturing fireworks and the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> when you start to look at yeah. it, because man, that's, 
that's what's really missed about Revelation. Yeah, I, because Hollywood and, and people have gotten a hold of it and kind of made yeah. it what they want it to be. But it's really a very triumphant book. It's loaded yes. with warning, don't get uh -huh. me wrong. Oh, sure. And, and, oh, yeah. But the overarching is that God is in control. Mm -hmm. He's on the he's sitting on the throne. He's not agitated, anxious, what's going to happen there mm -hmm. with my people on earth. He's working on his plan. Satan is, and mm -hmm. we're going to see, in Genesis, you're going to see Babylon, mm -hmm. which is a system, which is a in opposition to God, is a yeah. government and a world system. In the book of Revelation, you see mystery Babylon yeah. coming to a collapse mm -hmm. and a fall. You see, mm -hmm. we're going to look at the contrast between those two systems. Right. In, in Genesis, we see a man in opposition to God, Nimrod. Mm -hmm. In Revelation, you see personages that the beast and these ones that are against God, God's purposes and God's people. However, different people interpret that. But again, you're picking that up in the first book, and you see in the fulfillment and completion of that in the last book. The Christ that everybody wanted when he came down to earth is clear in Revelations. He's a ruler. He's he's doing judgment. He he is he's got his army. I mean, all of that is what everybody wanted earlier, but they forgot about the fact that you know his his ways are not our ways. His understanding is not ours. He had to be the sacrifice first. Exactly and right. And now he can be the ruler. Right. That's the importance of the connection of the bookends. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why when you come to Revelation, it'll say in verse. Um, well, I mean, it, here's where John's getting the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Uh, he says, um, verse uh, about Jesus, uh, look at verse uh, 5 and 6. What, what book are you uh, in? Revelation chapter 1. Okay. Verse 5 and 6. He, he's, he's getting this revelation of who Jesus is, and he's getting all this really high information or revelation about Jesus. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Do you see that where it says, and from Jesus Christ, faithful witness, the firstborn? Yes. What did, what did Abel offer up? What part of his flock? What part of the sheep? The firstborn. The firstborn. That was slain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Firstborn. <clears throat> yeah. And it was through his blood mm -hmm. that we've gained entry. But notice he's made us kings and what? Priest. Yeah. In the Old Testament, the Jewish people could not be a king and a priest. You could be Levitical, that's mm. priestly line. I didn't know that, yeah. You could not be... Didn't see that. You could not be kingly. That was right. Judah. Uh -huh. Only one king and priest in the Old Testament, huh. Melchizedek. Jesus was a type of Melchizedek, or Melchizedek was a type of Christ. He was both priest and king, but through his shed blood, what does he make us? He has made us to be what? Kings and priests. Yes. See the connection with Genesis? Oh, yeah. With Melchizedek. Um, then it says... Behold, he is coming with clouds. Every eye shall see him, whom they have pierced. Notice how they killed him. Piercing, not stoning, yeah. not drowning. Uh -huh. not, whom they have pierced. All the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. And he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The Lord who is... So John's getting this incredible picture, uh, vision, really, of Jesus. Right. And then he says, it is so overpowering when John sees him. He says in verse 14 of Revelation 1, His head and hair were white like wool, yeah. as white as snow, his eyes like a flame of fire. And he says, John says in verse 17, And when I saw him, I fell at his 
feet as a dead man. <laughs> yeah. You see how overpowered? Yeah. John was the one that <clears throat> was closest to Jesus. Mm -hmm. he, he kind mm -hmm. of rested on his shoulder, so to speak, mm -hmm. at the lesson. Now he sees him, he's undone. He, he It's too much. It's like looking at the sun or so, you know, just flat out like a wow. flashbulb yeah. or something. And so it shows you this beautiful contrasting is going on here. And then when you move towards the end of the book of Revelation, like um, in chapter 21, when we see this whole new uh, consummation uh, of time, look what it says uh, when God is now dwelling with him. Remember, he walked in the garden. Right, yeah, He sure. was talking. Uh -huh. But now he's actually, he's not going to be walking amongst his people. He's going to be dwelling. Look at verse uh, 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Notice what it says here. Behold, the tabernacle of God yeah. is with men. Yep. He will dwell with them, right. and he shall be his people. God, That was God's intention. We're back to the Garden of that's Eden, That's exactly God. right. Hey, man, it's, that's, it's, exactly. It's, that's what it's all about. God always wanted to dwell with his people. It's right. like a parent. You always yeah. want to be with your children. A friend always wants to yeah. be with his friend. We estranged ourselves from God. We walked away from God. Right. All have sinned and come what? Right. Short of the glory of yeah. God. But now at the end, right. he's, he's not walking amongst us like he did with Adam and Eve, yeah. with sinful Adam and Eve. Now he's dwelling. There's yes. a big difference between walking among you and dwelling. Why aren't we Why aren't we reading Revelations, John? <laughs> I, I don't get it. Okay, let's you know look I mean? at the next. So, yeah, so he this will is, wipe away every tear there from you your go. eyes. There will be no more death. Or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has go. passed away. Open hey, a newspaper man, this morning. Yeah, man. Look at all turn that on the nonsense. news. Yeah. What do you see? Sorrow. Yes. Pain. Dysfunction. War. War. Yes. Bondage. Brutality. Suicide. Right. It's all over. It's gone. Do you baby. see how it does yeah. it? It's a there beautiful. It is. Yeah. Man, it's a sunny day. This yeah. is exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. So I'm just saying, <clears throat> once you yeah. see this, right. this will build faith. It by sure studying will. this contrast yes, and, and, and realizing yeah. that God is... In the Greek, there's a word called teleos. It's mm -hmm. T-E-L-E-O-S. Mm -hmm. And it means like the Greeks understood that <clears throat> everything moves towards, progresses towards right. a consummation yeah. uh -huh. or fulfillment. So if you have a little acorn, that's not the sole purpose of an acorn to be an acorn. The purpose or the teleos yeah. of the acorn mm -hmm. is to be a tree right. with leaves and acorns. and uh -huh. You see, the, 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 the future, uh, the teleos of an infant, a conceived infant, is not to be an infant all his life, but to go to a toddler, to a young person, to a teenager, to right. a young adult, to a fully matured adult that's able right. to have children. You right. know, it's a teleos. Well, in a sense, God's the ultimate fulfillment or teleos, mm -hmm. it moves from Genesis. It moves. You know, yes. The story moves, yes. but it brings us here. Right. It brings us. And we're in the story. Yes, we're in the story. You know, John, as I was thinking about it, you know, Jesus said, I will never sake, uh, forsake you or leave you. When you look at what happened in the Garden of Eden, first, he, God was walking with, with, with Adam and Eve, walking with them every day. Then when he sinned, they pushed him out, but he had a plan. So then he brings his only son in human flesh. And then when Jesus left, they said, Lord, what we do? How can we survive without you? I'm sending a comforter. Right. You want me to go. So now, before he comes back, he has put on earth, you know, the third God, the Holy Spirit, to comfort us, to be with us on the walk until he returns. 
that that that's how he has been with us all the way through since the animation. Yeah. All the way through since the Garden of Eden. Because <clears throat> like I said, if you wanna look at it, you have right. creation, right. fall, mm -hmm. recreation. Right. But the recreation doesn't start in the book of Revelation. It actually starts when he 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 chooses us. Yeah. And that's why it'll say in Second Corinthians five, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Yes. Do you understand this principle? After Jesus rose from the dead, John chapter 20, <clears throat> he's with his apostles, and it says he breathes on them, yeah. and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Right. When God In Genesis, when God fashioned man out of the yeah. clay, what did he do to bring him to life? Yeah. Breathed on him. Yeah. So we are the recreation. We right. are the new creation. That's a powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. Now, one day, he's going to bring us to completion when right. we have new bodies yeah. to enjoy this. But going back to Revelation, where you were reading, look what it says after there's no more no more crying, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more visits to the hospital. Yeah, what verse were we at? Uh, verse 5. Look at verse 5 and 6. Um, let's see, are we in Revelation 21? Uh -huh. Yeah, my computer flipped out. Okay. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Does this mean I get my hair's going to grow back? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 sure. He said to me, it's done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. See that? Yeah. It's done. This it's is done. true. Yeah. It's faithful. People can neglect. I'm making everything new. He can neglect. There people neglect is. this. They can laugh at this. Yeah. But this thing is not going away. Yeah. And he says, it's true. It's faithful. Use those two words. And then he says, it is done. Yeah. It's over. See, it's revelate. It's consummation. Now look at this in verse 7. Those who are victorious will inherit all this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who pra practice magic arts and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of the burning sulfur. This is the second death. Right. Now, those are the things that people don't want to read it for. But if you're a follower of Christ. And he wants all people. Yes, God he is wants, not he's willing. He's inviting all people. God is not willing that any should right. perish. But, but he, what I like here, it says, yeah. it is done. Remember what Jesus said on the cross? It right? is done, yeah. To tell us that. It means it is done. Yeah. Now, ultimately, it is finished. Why? Yeah. It's the consummation. And that's why in the beginning, mm -hmm. in, in uh, Genesis, we see the first marriage. Right. You know, Adam and Eve. Yeah, and I like that. And then, then right. we see at the end of the book in Revelation, the biggest marriage is the bridegroom, Jesus, marries his bride, the church. And they have the famous yeah. marriage supper of the Lamb. In a, in the book of Revel in Genesis, mm -hmm. you see the father sending his chief servant out to get a wife for his son, the promised son Isaac. Yeah. Throughout the scripture, you see God the Father sending forth the Holy Spirit to get and gather a bride for his son, which is to say the church. Yeah. So the, the linkage is very solid. And I got two more that I really like that I wanted to communicate. So in, in Genesis, Satan utters the first lie, you shall not die. In Genesis 3, 4, and 5, in Revelation, heaven is a city into which no liar can enter, 21, 6 to 8. And the other one I really liked is man is driven from God's face in Genesis 3, 23 to 24, and man beholds God's face in glory in Revelation 21, 23. Yeah. That, 
it's just yeah it's it's symmetrical yeah, you know it's and all again the way through. yep um, the thing here is that god is is inviting us to himself so yeah. to speak that's why he says at the end of the book of revelation verse 17 says the spirit and the bride say come and let him who hears say come and let him who thirsts come whoever desires let him take from the water of life. You see this invitation yeah. of God mm-hmm. three times. Come, come, come. Well, way back in the Old Testament, God says in Isaiah 1, Come, let us right. reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says in John chapter 7, Come, all you that are thirsty. We serve an invitational God. Yeah. He wants us to come to him. Mm-hmm. The father of the prodigal child wanted him to come to him. He wasn't going to throw him out mm-hmm. and he's angry and he's going to mm-hmm. beat him. This is true today. Mm-hmm. God's not willing that any should perish, but all may come to him. Do you understand? It's a very, we must you know, understand this, yeah. what, what God is about. You know, the, the thing that struck me <clears throat> while you were talking is I, I started to look at it this way mm-hmm. that you think about God the Father, he's the perfect father figure. He is always in equilibrium. There are times, sure, where he, he gets angry, but he's always the same. He's always the same regardless of what we do. He's always the same. You can trust him, and as a ruler, he is the best there is. There is no comparison. And so you can trust whatever he decides because he is so perfect at everything he mm-hmm. does. And so when you have that kind of entity in front of you, why aren't you following it? What would make you not want to follow it? That's a good question. I mean, I, I, the, the, you know, that's the thing that I, as I get more into my walk, that's what I'm starting to communicate to other people that have not been blessed yet to kind of see and have their eyes open to the word. Uh, it's a daily struggle, and you know, on my behalf, because, you know, you always pray for Holy Spirit guidance and to open the word to you but when you take a look at what we just conveyed even in the short show it's a seamless book you either believe it's the word of god or you don't and if you do why the heck aren't you following and reading it yeah i know i agree with yeah. you david it, I mean, it, it just as certain as god gave man in the wilderness to the israel's go yeah they had to pick it up daily they did they had yeah. to pick up that manna daily mm-hmm. but so too in the lord's prayer jesus will say pray when you pray uh, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy right. kingdom come, thy will be done. Give yes. us this day our daily bread. Daily bread. <clears throat> Jesus yeah. says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word uttered by the mouth. Yes. So we need this on a regular basis. We sure do. To keep us, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. nourished, spiritually mm-hmm. nourished. Yeah. Because we're out in the world, man. You know, the world is fallen. You know, I, and I want to tell you something else. You know, you always you always hear people say this, that you don't realize how short your life is here on earth. But man, is it short. It goes with the blink of an eye. And you, I'm sure some of you that are in the walk have seen that video where this guy has this long rope. And the first part of the end is red. It's waxed. And there's this long white end going around the corners into the other rooms. And, and that's a, you know that's eternity, but the red part is what's here on earth. And this hit me when we had a landscape friend of ours over the other day. We're having an issue in the yard. But anyway, he helped us initially 27 years ago when we moved into the house. Mm. He's now 70. And walking with him through the yard, oh, I remember I did that. that right? Oh, look at that, I remember. But it showed me how quick time goes, 
how fast time goes. It was like he was just in our yard when we first bought the house. But what I'm telling you is time is so fast. Again, don't wait to get into the Word or to find your faith when you're older because you don't have the time. Do it now and you can enjoy the life that you have and you can understand why we have problems and you can understand what we just conveyed to you, this perfect world that we're going to get back to. Yeah, you're right. No, it says in James chapter yeah. 4, this life is like a vapor. You know, you, know, you can't, Yes. You can't hold it in a sense. It's 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 gone. You know. Right. I mean, you. Yeah. You know, I always use the quote that inside every eighty-year-old, there's an eight-year-old that says, "Hey, what just happened?" Yeah. You know, I mean, it's that <laughs> click. It's that. You know, boom, boom. That's right. And, yeah. and here's what it says in Psalm ninety. It says, uh, verse nine, "For all our days are passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. Uh, the days of our lives are seventy years, and if by reason of strength they are eighty. In other words." I don't know where the actuary right now in the States. I think it's 82 for a male and 84 for yeah, a Yeah, it's woman. gone up like yeah. three to five yeah. years from previous. But it's right close yeah. to what the Bible says back right. here. Yet uh, their boast is only labor and sorrow, for soon it will be cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger, for, uh, for as your fear of you, so is your wrath. But notice verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long... And have here's where we're asking for mercy. Yeah. Have compassion on your servants. Oh, satisfy us early with mercy, that what we might rejoice and be glad in all of our days. Yes. In other words, that we might have a, a joyful life. This is very interesting. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years which we have seen mm -hmm. evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Yeah. Establish the work of our hands. And establish again uh, the work of our hand. Establish the work of our hands for us. And yes, establish the work. Of our hands. So here he's saying, God, I don't want your wrath. I don't want your judgment. Have compassion. Have mercy. We repent. But use our days, a that we can enjoy them, but also that this work we do here can glorify you. It's really such that that's written three thousand years ago. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it has application Absolutely. right here today. There it is. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think this is so appropriate, <clears throat> and we're going to, like you say, David, we're going to get more into this book of Revelation. Yeah, we need uh, to because we really it, need it's to. loaded, yeah. and I think again, what you see in Revelation is a really hopeful. Um, people think it's terrifying, it's yes. horrific, and all. Yeah, there's judgment, just like in Psalm 90, but all through it, we see God's mercy, His love, His His, his admonition, repent, return. Uh, be a child of God. Don't be involved in these other sins. There's great yeah. things in store for you. Uh, there's going to be a time when there's no pain and there's no sorrow and there's no tears. And all these kind of things are there. And we just touched the surface on the comparison of the book of Genesis and Revelation. You know, John, uh, the one thing, what you just said, I was thinking about when we had Gerard Long here, um, what, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he started that missionary. He was a high flyer, a top uh, financer. In London, uh, he was a top athlete. You know, Sebastian Cole was on his team. And, um, you know, all of that he said was meaningless to him. It was a, it was a meaningless life until he found the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, one of the things that's amazing about them is they lost both of their kids. Wow. They have their son left. Um, but, you know, he's now focused uh, on the Word of God and doing what God wants him to do. But i got to tell you, when you think about what he went through with his wife 
And I remember, you know, everybody always says, how can God let this happen? His wife was asking the same thing. Yeah, right. She was about to commit suicide. And she went up into this room, the bedroom, and a light was all over the room. She didn't see the face of God, but she heard a voice say, your suffering is not your own. So what, what, what this Revelation book does is all those people that have said, what is God waiting for? Why is there all this suffering? This is the culmination of when he comes back. We're back to the Garden of Eden. And yeah, yeah there's some stuff in there that's very sad. And, you know, in some cases apocalyptic, but there's so many good things in that. And, and he comes back to say, look, I'm going to correct it. And it's going to be a perfect world. He's going to reestablish, yeah. realign it, and right. restore. Yeah, it's very good, David. I just want to get a, a two thoughts here. Right. You know, the book of Genesis starts in the first verse, in the beginning, God. It starts right. with God in heaven. Yeah. The last verse it says, Joseph died, and he was embalmed, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. You don't get any deader than that. No. Okay, he's dead, he's in a no. coffin, he's yeah. in Egypt. No you don't kidding, get it, okay? Yeah. But the last verse, yeah. two verses in Revelation, Jesus says, uh, I testify of these things, says, Surely I am coming quickly, even so come Lord Jesus. And then it says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all of you. <laughs> it's hope, it's life, it's fulfillment. Yeah, and that's so a, we'll yeah. end on that note. Yeah. And again, just uh, we yeah. pray for everybody, have a blessed a Memorial Day yes. weekend. Uh, it's beautiful weather and yeah. just uh, thanks to all God's those veterans out there. Blessings on yeah. Wanda, right? Uh, as she goes through because Israel. And thanks Wanda. again, Mark. Uh, Mark Ballard. Uh, thanks for coming today, up the Mark. engineering Absolutely. department today. And uh, again, a lot of us are traveling in the coming yeah. days, but God be with you all. And really, let's take a hard look at the connection between Genesis and Revelation. Let's do it. We haven't even yeah. scratched haven't this. Haven't even thing. touched it. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Mark.